Who's your gardener? I I'm sorry, sir. I do not have a gardener. I am poor. That's this. I think that's a quote from the film. I think I remember that. It is, but um, I just wanted to let you know I was poor. I like talking about it. It's because I'm so poor. I mean, fair fair enough. I mean, I, I do you think I don't know? I've seen your garden. Um, no. <laughs> I just have this hatred every time I come at your house and see your garden. I'm just... Fucking hell, Lewis. Jesus Christ. Oh, do you like embarrassing your neighbours, do you? Um. <laughs> your neighbours hate you, Lewis. Your neighbours really hate you. Look at the state of this garden. I mean, they actually do, though, don't they? It's like... Well, hate is a strong word. Yeah. Um, Severe, uh, on... Severely dislike. Yeah, they're just yeah. We've got we've got some strange neighbours. My neighbours on one side are lovely, really lovely, mm-hmm. uh, and then my neighbours on the other side are really weird. Um, so I suppose that's always the way, though. Everybody's always like, "Oh yeah, I've got really weird neighbours." Yeah, so true. Maybe I'm the the maybe I'm just a, a person. Maybe I they, maybe they think I'm weird. They probably do. Maybe. Some weird hairy bloke has moved in next door, and he says he's a writer, but he never seems to leave the house and go to an office. He seems to just stay in all day. He goes to Tesco sometimes, but that's the only time he ever leaves. What's he doing in that house all the time? Writing in blood. Um, <laughs> I thought he had the window open earlier, and I could hear him just, like, screaming. Just screaming at the top of his... No, he wasn't saying words. It was just <laughs> guttural noises of just... Ah! ah! He just seemed really sad and angry. <laughs> No one else was in the house, and then he's like really calm when 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 people come over. He's just like, "Would you like a drink? Would you like a drink? Would you like a wee snack? A wee a wee bit of pasta?" Mm. And then as mm-hmm. soon as anyone leaves, it's like, "Yeah, yeah." Continuously. It's just me and the cat exchanging screams. Yeah, she sits in the windowsill, and I stand a few feet away, and I'm just like, "Ah!" And the cat just looks at me and goes, "Me." <laughs> Just, we just trade them back and forth for hours. It's yeah. Endless entertainment, that is. That is that is better than Eurovision. Um, <laughs> but, um I love a bit of Eurovision, I do. Well, here's here's a way I can turn that back to what we're talking about. You scream eternally, we talk about the eternals. Oh, oh. Uh, yeah, that works just about <laughs> slightly. We're gonna talk about the Eternals today. Danny is right. Uh Kamal Nanjani, he's in it. And other people. We're going to talk about that in a bit, though. Before that, we have a load of nonsense to talk about, because we always do. Yeah, we, 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 we do. It's, it's, it's very current. It probably won't be current by the time this comes out. But um, mm. there you go. I, I feel like I should just say, for the record, I never have any idea what Danny's going to say to these at these uh, these points in the podcast. He, he might say something I just have not heard of, and I think he's probably about to, because I can't think of any current events. Yeah, I mean, Lewis, you're, you're more than welcome to... to throw up a, a bit of bullshit at me if mm, you mm. I, I, I'm sure I will do and I have done in the past Yeah. I, uh, I'm just interested to see what this current bit of, 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 of stuff is okay here we go you ready mm-hmm. Belarus Be- Belarus Bel- I, I only am aware of the country because they're a part of Eurovision has something happened in Belarus something more specifically, between the border of Belarus and Poland has happened very recently. Um, oh, this sounds terrible. What's happened? Uh, there's a migrant crisis at the border between uh, Poland and Belarus. and to Going which way, to be clear? Yes, yeah, so the migrants uh, are from Belarus. 
right. and uh, have been trying to get into the European Union and Poland has said no. And mm. it's widely believed that the president of Belarus, let me just get his name before, I don't want to mispronounce it, that would, that's not very good. Um, I'm going to Google it at the same time for when Danny inevitably says, oh, I might have butchered that and then I can correct him. Yes. Um, Alexander Lukashenko. Oh, well, you you did very well with that. Yeah, thank you. Um, uh, Belarus is a is a a republic officially, but Alexander okay. is a he's a very big authoritarian and has been widely called uh, Europe's last dictator, which is you know okay that, that tells you everything you need to know, and it's believed that he has engineered this crisis to put pressure on the European Union. So it's, I think it's believed that he right. sent the migrants to the border in order to put pressure on, on the institution, and it has created tensions between, uh, the east and west. With, uh, the chief of the defense staff saying that we need to be on our guard from Russia, and Russia saying it's Britain's fault that this crisis took place. So, um, tensions are rising, and right people are speculating whether a war will take place which would be right. <laughs> fucking dreadful yes it would be um it's one of my i think before we properly get into the minutiae of this it's um one thing i do like about humanity in a strange way is the fact that at one point in history we've sort of decided war is probably something we shouldn't do a lot we probably should try and avoid it if we can um and you know there's the whole military industrial complex and all the rest of it but on the same level, your actual average bloke in the street is like, should we have a war? Tell you what, mate, no, we probably shouldn't. We probably shouldn't go and do a lot of fighting and dying for, for essentially little to no reason. Yeah, I mean, you'll, um, get, you'll get plenty of conservatives that are against war as well, you know. It's like, it's hmm. all round, it seems to be one of the most hated things. Apart, Well, I say all round. People at the top of power seem to really enjoy a good war. Um it's a great PR thing, isn't it? Yeah. Of those pictures of Winston Churchill walking around uh, bombed London. Those, yeah. It, it, the pictures of the king and queen at the time walking around uh, blit, post-blitz London. Mm-hmm. It's a great PR opportunity, for sure. And um, all those things about... I can't remember now, but George Bush was sort of masterfully doing bits and bobs of PR and yeah, like, I mean, about like um, Osama bin Laden and all the rest of it. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I think we've been subject to especially in the West, very war hawkish people mm. for at least the past couple of decades, whether it be yeah. from uh, Nixon to Lyndon B. Johnson, um, Bush, Obama even. Obama launched mm. plenty of fucking airstrikes uh, mm-hmm. in his time, uh, more than more than Trump, ironically. Um, you know, it's just, it seems to be that the the world has been in the grip of sort of neoliberal pushes for for as long as I can remember since before I was born, you know, and it just it leads to ill-advised wars and much like this crisis, the people who are actually uh, the protagonists of this human drama are the migrants who are mm. being used as political pawns by uh, both sides, um, which is disgusting, isn't it? Absolutely it's, disgusting. Um, it's 
it's one of the great frustrating things that I find about a lot of modern politics is that politicians find it very easy to advocate for a group that has no actual voice. Yeah. It's um, the most obvious example is arguing for or against the unborn. These pro-life campaigners that will say things like, oh, no, we should ban abortion completely because the unborn deserve a chance to live or such and such. But I honestly think that the only reason they can say those things is because these theoretical people that have not even been conceived yet, mm-hmm. it's its not a case of how much suffering am I as a person that hasn't been conceived. How much person, how much suffering is that person going through? It's, it's a weighted moral argument, but the point I'm trying to make is that in that case and this one, people are just politicians arguing one way or the other about tensions that they have created. Yeah. To say that, like, um, whether or not um, this uh, President Lukashenko actually did send refugees to the border on purpose, whether he did or didn't, the fact is that they're there mm-hmm. and they are a group of people that does not have access to the press coverage that he has access to. Absolutely. So they can't say, I just... Because at the end of the day, those people just want a house. Yeah, they want a house. They want to live. Just they want, want medical care. Better opportunities. That's not a lot know? to ask for, is it? No, not really. And so, uh, all it is is that like they don't actually want to start a war between Russia and the European Union or whatever form it would take. They just want a house. They just want to live in a house. And yet they're being manipulated in this great game of horrible things. It's terrible. Yep, absolutely. Um, it's. It's very easy to um to speak for people that don't have a voice because mm. you're assured that they can't actually speak back when you say something that isn't correct. Um, it's it's absolutely staggering the images I'm seeing of these of these people that are at the border. They're living in incredibly um basic conditions. They're living in tents. Sure. It's incredibly cold, and it's just meanwhile these governments argue. Like, you know because of because of sanctions put on on Belarus apparently that's why Lukashenko's done this it's really it's just using human beings as, as pawns it's just absolutely mm. disgusting and it's frustrating to think that um, by arguing with Lukashenko we're acknowledging his right to be a dictator yeah which is the a thing that's personally offensive to me for obvious reasons yeah the idea that we have to have this conversation with him to engage him in conversation and tr- trying to not start a war yeah but the implication is that we have to treat him as an equal in in some kind of negotiation for Absolutely. these people's lives but if you're the kind of person that would throw a million refugees to the wolves just for the sake of creating political tension, yep. you're not a person. You're a monster. The, I can't conceive of somebody doing that. No, I mean, he's he's essentially using these these migrants as hostages, you know. Mm. Um, apparently, the EU will tighten sanctions on the Belarus regime by targeting those closest to its authoritarian leader. The union's top diplomat has said, as ministers prepare to step up their response to what Brussels terms... Uh, Brussels terms a hybrid attack at its eastern border. Thousands of people have travelled from the Middle East via Minsk to Belarus's borders with Poland, Lithuania and Latvia in recent months in the hope of entering the EU. European officials say the surge is being orchestrated by Minsk in retaliation for the bloc's support of the Belarusian opposition. Um... Josep Borrell, head of European External Action Service, the EU's security 
and diplomatic arm said foreign ministers meeting on Monday will give the green light to a widening of the legal framework governing sanctions on Belarus as part Mm. of measures to press authoritarian leader Alexander Lukashenko to stop the flow of migrants to Europe's borders. Oh, Christ. It's just... It's just ridiculous. Because where are these refugees coming from? You said they were coming via Minsk. So are they from... Uh, from Minsk is in Russia, isn't it? uh, I I think, yeah, Minsk is in Russia. Um, But apparently... Mm. So uh, at the end of the day, then, these migrants, it's not actually... It's not a problem that we should be dealing with, but it's a problem that we are dealing with. No, it's, an, it's a problem that has been forced up to us. Do you know what I mean? It's the capital city of Belarus. Oh well, fuck I think me it, then. I think but it, like, I think it was in Russia. Um, mm, okay, but now it's in Belarus. Um, mm. It's it's a problem that, in my sort of left wing opinion, should be dealt with by the state, and so instead of having these debates about oh well who should we shift the problem on to yeah can't we just solve the problem fucking hell well i mean it's even a... if it's just send out a fucking space eater jesus christ yeah well i mean it's, it's a... november up north it's gonna be fucking cold absolutely freezing um i mean i suppose it's in lukashenko's uh interest to keep as much pressure on the border as as, as humanly possible you know that's why mm. it, it, i mean in terms of like strategy it makes complete sense um mm. it's it, it it will put pressure on the eu and it forces us to sort of reconsider whether we should be being so aggressive to someone like that but i would argue that resolve needs to be sort of put back in because he's using these people these poor people as hostages for his own ends and it's like playing to his game is just going to end badly for for both sides I would say so there yeah, must be you're a completely right yeah there must be a way to to make sure that the migrants get what they need and also you know we don't sort of cow to this person who doesn't get what he wants yeah, yeah exactly um so uh personally I hope the migrants are okay I hope that they get to mm. wherever they need because to get because at the end of the day safely. that's the only thing that matters Absolutely. in this situation Lukashenko's desires, the EU's desires, that doesn't matter. Yeah, it's the human lives of people that are on the ground freezing to death. Yeah, for God's these sake. The, these people don't care about geopolitics or mm. or sanctions. They just want like a better yeah. a better life for themselves to eat. A to roof have, over their yeah, heads yeah, exactly. and a meal in their stomach. To yeah. be warm. It's, like, it's not. <sighs> it's one of the great frustrating things to me is like um, there is no ethical consumption under capitalism. The idea of like um, I don't get to choose how ethical my consumption is. I mean, I, I do to a degree, but I don't get to choose. Oh, no, I would like um, my organic homegrown produce bought to me by some kind of carbon-free means where no cruelty is involved, please. Yeah. I don't get to choose that because the market hasn't provided it for me, in a sense. Absolutely. But, like, that's the same with international politics. I don't get to choose what Boris Johnson does with his time because I didn't vote for him. Yeah. I just, I can't get it straight in my head. The idea of, like, these people playing these enormous games of politics and thinking to themselves, yeah, no, this is reasonable because we're elected representatives of the people. Yeah. No. The elected representat- representation is something you used as a tool to get you into office. Mm-hmm. And now you just do whatever the fuck you want. Yeah. It's not, in any sense, fair or representative. No. 
especially, I mean, especially in this country, it's very not representative, you know. Um, mm. I think one of the votes was um, UKIP got 4 million votes and got, like, one seat. Now, I fucking hate mm. UKIP. I absolutely despise UKIP. But that is not, like, healthy for, like, a modern political system. You no, know? you're right. It's, like, 4 million votes. That is a lot of fucking people voting, you know? And it's, like... That's why so many of these of these lit put down labour sort of constituencies that have that have been labour for for fucking decades a long, long time. are just now saying because of misinformation because of how unrepresentative it is it's like well we'll go to you know a sort of full populism you know and just a complete lack of faith in in an opposition really you know. So yeah. I hope that that doesn't happen in this case. I hope that the opposition remains strong and that we don't, you know, basically give this bastard mm. what he wants. Yeah. Because the opposite of... Yeah. The opposition <laughs> needs to remain oh. strong because otherwise, what's the point of it? What's the yeah. point of having a political system if you're not going to use it? Do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But... what What's the feeling of people of Belarus? Do we know this? Uh, are there, are there Belarus... Belarusians? Belarusians? I'm not sure what the word is. But are there people there, boots on the ground, Belarusian. handing out soup sort of thing? Um, I'm, I suppose there must be. I don't know. I'm unsure. Uh, Belarus. Migrant. Migrant crisis. Russia says Britain is to blame. Small team of British troops deployed. So British troops have been deployed to the Belarus border, which um, it's only going to get more fucking complicated. Um, it just feels as though we're beyond the days of saying, "No, I, I've declared a war with a such and such country." This, yeah, like, that's why Downton Abbey in the previous podcast. It's you know we've de- uh, uh, that's why Hugh Bonneville runs out onto the lawn. We're at war with Germany. Yeah, it, it feels like we're sort of beyond that in a funny way. If somebody said, "Oh, we're at war with Russia." I would not know how to respond to that because yeah, it's I can't conceive of being at war with a country. It's just no, bizarre. It's more. It's more. Well, the countries that that the West does go to war with are almost entirely unnecessary and almost entirely mm-hmm. for um, resource Profit. grabs and yeah. whether it be about lies about weapons of mass destruction. Um, but yeah, and if it's um, as soon as the U.S. military pulls out of. Um, all those countries that it was in. It's, oh, man, all of a sudden there's loads of lithium under these countries. <laughs> Isn't that weird? Yeah. Who knew? Exactly. Um, yeah, countries don't really... Like, Western countries and... Like, it's it's very sort of Cold War-esque. It feels like Russia is yeah. using proxy, you know, to, to put pressure on, on its on its enemies. So we, we mainly use sanctions now and, and mm. things like that. It's very sort of soft core, very... But it... it ultimately because it's done that way it's harder to imagine the rampant exploitation that goes on of people like rather than like just sending millions of soldiers into a country and devastating communities it's just lots and lots of innocent people being used as pawns being moved around the map you know and it's like what a fucking thing to 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 conceive of to like try and and it's sort of worse yeah morally ransom people to it's really just fucking 
are acceptable. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not saying anything about what the Belarus's uh, response is. Like mm. people on the ground. Um. But if have you seen anything? Can you? Let me have a quick look. I suppose the fact that we cannot find this implies that it sort of makes my point for me. The idea that um, we can't find this because these people, these boots on the ground people that I'm imagining, or the migrants themselves, have no voice with which to communicate with um, no. um, on aljazeera.com. They have no way to get in touch with these people because yeah. the pictures of these people sat around campfires in tents. They haven't got Wi-Fi or anything, for God's sake. Yeah, definitely. Um, I'm not seeing much about this uh, feeling in Belarus, like where, where the, the Overton window is. Um, mm. What Belarusians think about their country's crisis? That sounds like it must be to do with this. Yeah, I think I've... The opinion poll was conducted using the computer-assisted web interview method sent to a diverse grouping that corresponds to the general structure of Belarus's urban population and gender age. Uh, how Belarusians say they voted shows Lukashenko did not win. Although unlikely to ever be proven, given recent allegations of ballots being destroyed, the anecdotal evidence of vote rigging in the election is damning, especially when considering the Central Election Commission in Belarus has claimed Lukashenko secured 80.1% of the vote with a Tiska... I'm going to butcher this. Tiska Hun Saka receiving only 10.1%. Yeah, that's a bit fucking iffy. Um, <laughs> yeah, that is. <laughs> like, whoa! You never ever get a get an election like that that's nowadays. Huge. You never ever get a landslide election like that. No, that's... people are too uh, divided. Again, impossible to prove, but I massively do not think that happens. Yeah, this protest is unprecedented. So this is this doesn't say anything about the migrant crisis. I think this is just Lukashenko's um, rise to power. Uh, mm. But. I don't, I'm not seeing anything. But the point is, is that it's, again, people being used by spin makers and, and, and political yeah. leaders for their own ends and the, the mm. people that need to be supported and, you know, not spoken for, but speaking for themselves are the migrants mm-hmm. who are stuck at the border, you know. Um, so, yeah. Absolutely disgusting. You're completely right. Really completely disgusting. I can only say that I pray the migrants are able to get to a home, a home, any home, their home. Absolutely. Anywhere. Just to ensure that they are safe. 100%. Like I say, that's all that matters in this situation. Yeah, absolutely. The political machinations are pointless. That's the only thing that we should be concerned about. Definitely. Well, <sighs> right. Um, I've taken a deep breath, and now that we've now that we've talked at great, t- spoken at great length about Belarus, um, should we talk about the latest Marvel film, Eternals? Yes. Which is a very strange segue, isn't it? It's a very strange segue. Um, Eternals uh, was uh, written by Chloe Zhao and Patrick Berlay, and was also directed by Chloe Zhao, and is starring Angelina Jolie, Richard Madden, Gemma Chan, Barry uh, Keegan, or Keegan. Keegan, Salma Hayek, Harry Styles, and Community Ninjani. So yeah, indeed it is. Congratulations, we've got through all the names. I'm very proud of you, Danny. Fucking sweating. Uh, I've, do you have an opening statement? Uh, I do. 
bloody hell, there's a lot going on in this film. It's um, it's. <laughs> I I wasn't quite sure how to articulate this. Um, it's not messy, but neither is it not not messy. Do you see what I'm trying to get at there? No. Okay, it's there's a lot of stuff introduced in this film, and while I like that they're introducing Celestials into the Marvel Cinematic Universe, I feel like this was a bit of an info dump in a strange way. Yeah. Does that make sense? Absolutely. Okay, good. I've fi- managed to find a way to articulate it. Go on, have you got an opening statement? Um, Yes, I do. An ambitious, diverse, and forward-looking film that is ultimately let down by its enormity and inability mm to balance uh, its widely different tones uh, comedy romance drama and apocalypse that is a much better way to say what i said <laughs> <laughs> um yeah i really didn't like this film um damn i thought it was it, 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 ugh. i could see what they were going for but it was just too big and mm. too grand for its for its own good um but I suppose we'll get into the sort of minutia of it. Uh, it's. I'm interested to hear you say you really didn't like it. I really didn't like that's, it. That's something you you say when we when we watch a film that you actively loathe. Yeah. Um, I, you really really hated it, sort of thing. It, it, As in, if I told you to watch it again, you'd punch me in the face. I think I'd punch you in the face anyway. But I mean, it's. <laughs> um, it's more to do with the potential that it had and how it sort of mm. squandered it. Because I think a big thing about today, especially with filmmaking, is that films that are woke or diverse and they turn out to be not that good films, people then assume that it's because that they're woke and diverse that that's what makes Mm. them bad films. And that's just not the case Mm. at all. Which I I think was the problem with... um... What's it, wasn't it? Charlie's Angels. It was yeah. just not a good film, not very well no, put together. Just... I never saw it in the end, but yeah. I think everybody that saw it didn't like it. It no. did very, very badly at the um, box office. Yeah, I mean, there's a large portion of sort of reviewers on YouTube who will talk about, oh, this film is so woke. And it's like they say that as if it's like, you know, that's that's the reason that it was it was bad. No, it was because too many characters... Not enough characterization for some mm. characters and way too much characterization for other characters. Um, it was really long. It was quite boring at points. Mm. Um, it was too much was going on. It was like too many cooks at the pot, you know? Like Yeah, my first note is, oi, lots going on. Yeah, <laughs> you're having to deal with, you know, uh, romance arcs. You're having to deal with mm. the, the impending death of humanity. You're having to deal with um, Camille Nanjiani, who's a, a Bollywood star. You know, it's like there is no uh, mm. forward direction. And um, and then it's got a massive uh, earth-shattering twist in it as well. It's like, I just wish it was done. It, it would have been so much better and, and so much like, cleaner and more concise if it was done as like, a Disney Plus show. And yes, you're right. It's the kind of thing that would have been better as a book. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because <laughs> exactly. in a book and in a show, you can have that complexity and have that elongated things. Whereas a film is, it has to be a long TV episode in a strange way. Whereas this was yeah. just a lot. There was just a lot in this film. Because look, the cast is like, fantastic. Mm. The director, 
who has won an Academy Award yes. is fantastic yeah. for um was it Nomad Land? I've seen Nomadland. I know, it's a I know very good film. Oscar, but, um... I think it was for that. Where is it? Uh, she did Nomadland. She did oh, that. It does not tell me anything. For God's sake. Um, <laughs> Twenty. Oh, well, that doesn't tell me anything. For fuck's sake. Oh Jesus. <sighs> no. Um, go- <laughs> Jesus Christ. Can I not just look at Chloe Zhao's Wikipedia page? I'll Christ. just say Chloe. Uh, Joe. <laughs> Oscar win. Academy Award for Best Pick. What? Chloe Zhao, no for working independent films to debut feature film, Songs My Brothers Taught Me. In further success with Nomad Land, which attracted international recognition and won many awards, including. Uh, she won, won awards for directing at the Academy Awards um, at each body. She was second one to win. But that's. I think that was no. for Nomadland. It's sort of, yeah, it's sort of implied that it was for Nomadland, but this article is very badly written. Yeah, because <laughs> she's just it. It just says things and then does not actually explain them. Uh, but yes, I I think it was. Um, yeah, I I it appears to be Nomadland. She yeah. won the Oscar for. I mean, it was a very good film, to be fair. Um, mm. Yeah, it's just um. So the 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 team was all there. It seemed to be a very uh, a a good uh, apparatus to get the film to where it needed to be. Just a complete mm. star-studded cast. Um, but yeah, it just it completely it just completely fell a bit flat. Yeah, it just yeah. disappointed me. Um, I think it might be because of Marvel fatigue at this point. I am massively Marvel fatigued. Like yeah. it's literally like every couple of months there's let's say we had one division we had falcon and the winter soldier we had loki now we're into the films mm, I, it's I, like i do think it's worth saying that despite of the marvel fatigue i didn't feel the fatigue for one division and for loki i found yeah. them to be something refreshing and something new i didn't get the fatigue for them in a strange way yeah you could have told me they were a bit more independent than marvel and i would have gone oh right then yeah not true. massively independent obviously because it was you know, one division still ended in the cape fight, didn't it? But yeah, true. <laughs> it's it's I I they were something different. They were something refreshing. Um, I quite liked um that uh what's his face, Richard Madden. Um, I quite liked that he betrayed them. Yeah, that was nice. I I like a good betrayal in a story, and I think it was good in this story because betrayals are good. Um, I don't think it was an objectively good thing in general. Yeah, but I think it was good here. It was, it's what am I trying to say? Betrayals are good, and that's why this betrayal was good. Yeah. However, if this betrayal was just a thing that happened, I wouldn't think it was good. Does that make sense? I, it, it does, does make, make sense. sense. Um, okay, good. I feel like I'm explaining that very, very badly. I do agree with you that, that a betrayal is good, but I don't agree with you with where um, how it was uh, executed. There was a character called Sprite. Who yes, was completely ready to just yeah fight the other Eternals and kill them and by the end of the film she's just yeah a child again back to normal and it's yeah like... it's strange because it's like well do you 
uh, it's hard to know whether the film needs more film or less film. Yeah. Does it need to be longer or does it need to be shorter? If this was six hours long and we had all the time in the world to explore all the things that different people's families were doing and what um, all these different obscure things about, oh, well, Sprite just wants to be a child this whole time. And if we had time to explore that, then, yeah, maybe yeah. that would be something a bit interesting. But it would also be six fucking hours long. Yeah, yeah. If, it, so, if it focused on one or two characters... Or something, or something like, like the, the plot, plot with, with um, um oh, what's, what's his, his name? name the guy who uh, yeah. who, who, who is, is the, 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 the least amount of characterization in the entire film, film. and he's like he's, he's with, with his, his husband, husband and, and uh oh i don't know he's pretty i've forgotten his name yeah, yeah. Um, like you could do you could do an entire story about how you know, you know, he, he might, might he'll, he'll outlive, outlive his, his husband, husband and, and let, you know, you know let, that, that could be a really interesting set of plot, rather than just, yeah, yeah we've got uh, all... Fastos. Fastos, Fastos that's, that's it. it. Um, uh, or Brian Tyree Henry. Yes. Look, we've just got on with our lives and the deviants are back, so now we have to fight them. It's like, yeah, it's, it's... Why? I'm not sure I really understood it, right? But... Why, Why do they, they need, need to, to think, think that they're, they're fighting, fighting the deviants? That's a good point. Why do they need to? Because like, I, I, I get that, that I get that the, the deviants are there to, to like kill the most. Like, is it it's the most intelligent people? Isn't it? It's like the. Yeah, I think so. Or or the least to get, to get the, the celestial ready to like be born, or something like that. And they sort of feed along to the celestial. Yeah. yeah. So, uh, so, so why, why? Yeah, that's a good. Why do the eternal? Surely the eternals would just be able to figure it out. They don't have to be like lied to into that. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. It's, it's really, really it's really, really strange. strange. Um, and, and I, don't I don't like, like the fact, fact that they, they all have, have to let uh, come, come back, back with a mission. mission. I know it's a Marvel film, film right? But, but why, why can't there be like a sort of story about like gods and stuff like that where the mission fails and they have to just like get on with life? You know. I suppose the answer is because they're gods. Well, find purpose in like, a different way. Like maybe they realise working for a fucking giant celestial isn't like all it's cracked up to be, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just. <sighs> okay, let's. Um, and it's right. Is there anything we liked? Yeah. Let's get on that. The, I thought it was pretty. I thought it was very, very pretty. Very pretty. The um, yeah, I mean yes, it was pretty in the way all Marvel movies are pretty, but also the sort of new unique version of magic that they're doing. Yeah, that was very pretty with like sort of gold wireframe type stuff. Yeah, yeah. that was gorgeous. Um, completely forget what uh, situation it was in, because I remember thinking somebody put their hand on something and then it turned from a tree into a computer. Yeah, yeah. I have no idea if that was the case or if that even happened. But that's what I remember seeing, and I remember thinking, oh, it's a tree, but it's a computer now. Lovely. Yeah. yeah. Um, I remember thinking that's very, very pretty. Um, I thought is a is a bit of a very specific bugbear. Sorry, it's just come into my head. I'm looking through the character names now, and I'm realizing that not all of these are famous sort of historical figures, but Gilgamesh is. Yes, yes. Gilgamesh is like a thing that it's a it's a cultural touchstone that people know. Yeah. Yep. And Icarus is close enough to Icarus that it, that is you make the link there naturally. Yeah. But I I don't think I know any of these other characters as non-Marvel characters. Thena as myths or Eros, I suppose. So what do you say? Thena. Thena. Then Athena. Oh, I mean Athena. Yeah, I suppose that's a good point. Yeah. 
Um, um, and Ajax, I suppose Ajax, who was um, who was an ancient king that didn't like Greece very much. But beyond that, I don't really. Yeah. M- m- my point I'm getting to is that I don't know any of these other characters, so it's weird to have some characters where I'm like, oh, Athena, they must be like Athena, the Greek god. I must know a little bit about them because I read Percy Jackson once. Yeah. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? I must. But then also, there's other characters like. Um, Cersei, I know little about that. That makes me think of Cersei from Game of Thrones. Yeah. Well, that was a confusing mess. And is this going to be a confusing... Oh, it is a confusing mess. Okay. Some, someone who's, like, like, a lead character as well mm. and has such, like, so little characterization, um, mm. which is really annoying as well. Uh, Tremendously so. Really annoying because Gemma Chan's a fantastic actor, so it's like she is. She's so good. It's just really, it's just really wasted. Did you see her in um, what was it? Humans. Yeah, she's like a robot, but not. A... She's really good at that. So I can take oh, care God. of your kid better than you can. Holy shit! Mm. You know, um, these the um, what was it? It was. We were, I forget what movie it was we were talking about. Um, it was a movie you hated, The Holiday, and you said Kate Winslet is a brilliant actress. Why yes, is she doing this shit? Ex- exactly. <laughs> That's what I kind of got from it, is like, uh, Richard Madden's good, Kit Harrington's good, Gemma Chan's good, loads of these people are really good. Yep. Kumail Nanjiani is brilliant, just in his, in terms of vibe. Yes. Like, I could see him doing it. He's like Jack Black in that way, of like, he could be doing anything, and I would not think of him as the character. Oh no, it's Kumail Nanjiani. Oh no, it's Jack Black. Do you know what I mean? It's it's somebody that's like, their their vibe is just so personable, and so charming, and so sort of... Yeah. enchanting to look at in a very weird way. Um, it feels like I'm looking Definitely. at a siren. Do you know what I mean? Um, but I, I, I thought... Um, I forget the point I was making, but I'm glad I've made it. <laughs> I've just realised why the Deviants um, are there and why the Eternals are needed. Because mm. the Deviants evolved and began hunting the planet's native populations. So the Eternals were sent in to look, cull them. Um, okay. So why would... Why would you create... So is the Celestial just too big <laughs> to go down there and do it himself? Yeah, I mean, it's very... He was, he was physically big, wasn't he? So was he just too big to hop on down to a planet and yeah. do stuff? Yeah, it's really, it's really strange. It's very tenuous and confusing. Uh, yeah. I, I understand that perhaps, um, given enough time and given enough script pages, Chloe Zhao could have made something that was a bit more sort of... Um, yeah. Nuanced and morally grey. Mm-hmm. I, I, I like a good morally grade story and a good morally grade decision within a story. Yeah. Um, do I... Um, that classic example for like New Vegas of um, do I divert the water in such a way that um, nobody gets anything? Everybody gets a little bit but not enough? Mm-hmm. What What do I do? What's the morally correct thing to do in this situation? Exactly. I like that idea, but that isn't really what happened because it's a Marvel movie. So Chloe Chow was forced to make it... Oh, no, everybody's, the end is just a big punch-on. Yeah. Everybody has a big fight. So, well... Okay, I guess, but that's one of the things that made Loki such a good villain in the original Avengers and the original Thor, is that in a strange way you were kind of rooting for him. Mm-hmm. Like, yes, he's doing all this horrible murder, but it's also like a multi-layered conflict. There's yes, a conflict between Thor as he's a do-gooder, as it were, and Loki as a villain. But there's also a deeper level of conflict between them as brothers, and it's this sibling rivalry of, look, I can finally do the things that you've been talking about. Yeah, but you can't do them. And all this, there's multiple layers of conflict, and that could have been really interesting to see, especially to consider the Eternals are just like really old. 
So it would have been really interesting to see them in different historical situations and go, oh, what about their opinion on this? Or what about how did they do this? And how did they do this? Yeah. Um, I also don't like the implication that the Eternals are the only reason that the humans have technology. <laughs> I don't like that implication. Yeah. Whatsoever. I mean, that's almost offensive, really. Yeah, because also, like, in, in the comics, like, the Greek gods and all that, like, actually exist. Like, so it's like... So, so I get that they're trying to do, oh, these myths come from these mythical figures called the Eternals, but, like, do the, do the gods actually exist in this world? Like, they do in the comics? Um... Did Prometheus give man fire? You know, it's like... Why do we have stories about Gilgamesh and Athena, but we don't have stories about... The uh, actual Gilgamesh and Athena? (laughs) Um, Yeah. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's really strange. It's extremely, extremely strange. Uh, So, yeah, the the mid-credit sequence, uh, Harry Styles fucking shows up, doesn't he? Yeah, that was weird. And that's... He's... uh, Thanos's brother, apparently. Yes. Who um. The so. Okay, so I'm guessing <laughs> that. Okay. So I'm guessing that uh the Titans of mm. Titan is he? He's even from Titan. I don't fucking know. I don't know because the implication. I thought maybe. They were both Eternals, and Thanos was, had a deviant gene or something. Yeah. But then that doesn't make sense because why would he give a shit about Titan? Yeah, yeah, he grew up there, I suppose. But and yeah, exactly. He's, this eternal conquering force roving through the universe. Why would he care about his the planet he grew up on? Yeah. Especially when it all turned to shit and everybody kicked him out. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, exactly. That doesn't make much sense to me. It's strange to cast Harry Styles. I don't. I'm, I I know he was in Dunkirk. I don't. I never saw that film. Um, yeah. Is he good in that? Is he a good actor? Um. I. Uh, I mean, I get that that they're doing this thing now where singer songwriters and all that are in like, acting roles. Like Ed Sheeran plays himself in a lot of shit. Um, yes. But I'm not there to fucking see singers. I'm there to see actors. If you can act and you can sing, fair enough. But I'm not entirely sure that Harry Styles is like you know, got this weird talent that's been hiding his entire life for acting, you know? Exactly, yeah. It's, it's... like, um... Oh, we've just got an email. Uh, Taylor Swift has been cast as uh, the next... I don't know. What, uh, Wonder Woman. Uh, I don't really Ta- want that. <laughs> Taylor Swift is the next James Bond. Oh! <gasps> Taylor Swift is the next James Bond. She's very tall. She might be good at kicking. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. That could be, that could be cool. Um, I say she's very tall. I don't know how tall she is. Yeah. You always see her in pictures. Do not cast Taylor Swift as James Bond, okay? Let's just let's just avoid yeah. that for everyone's sake, you know? Cast you know what? Actually, may, if James Bond goes down down the shitter a bit, maybe it's just let let anybody have a go. <laughs> have a vote. If, if, just if, a random a, a random yeah. person from any part of the world just gets to be James Bond. I think that works. Yeah, there's just some bloke called Phil that's just like, yeah. they all got all my mates to vote for me. and Because uh, everybody else in the world only got one or two votes from them and their dad or something. So, uh, yeah, I voted for that's... myself and I got a few thousand people to vote for me, so technically I win. That's what I think about like, the Doctor as well. I wish that they would just get like, someone, like, a version of the Doctor who is just like really not interested in the universe and like, stopping... <laughs> Like bad things happening and just like wants mm. to 
hide and like go to Morrison's and like just like read a book and stuff like that. I just I just want a doctor that's completely uninterested, you know, um, mm. just to sort of shake it up a bit. Even if it was like for an episode, just to see what that would be like, just to you know explore different story things. It doesn't always have to give a speech and then fucking save the day, you know. It's it's like just do something a bit different. Um, but we're talking about different things now. Uh, Thanos is an what? eternal, isn't he? Or a, a deviant eternal uh, it hybrid? Would seem so, yes. So, and yeah, and Harry Styles is an eternal. Where where were these fucking people when like Thanos, an actual eternal, attacked the fucking planet? Like, what? Why were they not like intervening like, at all? It's like we're here to save humanity from the deviants, and. Is that? That was never addressed. They kind of just glossed over it. Yeah. Because I, I watched a couple of YouTube videos after I after I watched the movie, um, just about like explanations and all the rest of it. Because I knew there would be people that loved it and people that hated it. Um, and the the best explanation I saw was, um, well, the Eternals can't be there for everything. So, um, so yeah, that is a bit strange because they should be there for everything. There's about ten of them. Christ. Hmm. Save the the universe from an actual member of my species. Or become a Bollywood actor. Who knows? You know, it's up for... Well, which, which way do we go? What do we do? <laughs> I mean, fair, um, look, fair enough if like, they addressed it. It's, like, it's not our job. Look, I, I can't. I'm, I'm immortal. I don't want to do this anymore. That's an interesting story arc. But like, at the drop of a hat, they're back for when, you know, the Marvel execs need them to be back. You know, it's really... Yeah, you're to, to sell tickets. Bums in seats. Yeah. Yeah. Um, the, um... Here we go. This is something that I wanted to talk about. The film is very philosophical. Uh, I don't know if you noticed. <laughs> the film is very philosophical. It talks about what it means to be a human. People don't really care about that. There's a no. reason philosophy isn't like a mainstream topic. People don't really care because they don't have time to care. Yeah. It's all well and good to have great existential discussions about what it means to be a human. But most people are just like, well, I don't really care. I just want to feed my family and house my family. And go to the shops, maybe have a drink every now and then. And that's about it for most people. They don't really care. So it's it's not a great idea to put that as a sort of a central tenet of a big blockbuster Marvel film is philosophy. Bam. Yeah. You know I mean? Especially if like, not like, many people go to see it for that reason. Like if yeah. you're going to do like an indie film or something like that where you can explore different philosophical ideas, mm. that's, yeah, go for it. But like, don't expect like, it to be an absolute success. An absolute success when you're talking about what it means to be human and, and how fallible we all are. Like, mm, people mm. go to Marvel to see shooty shoot shoot, you know? Um, yeah. So, I mean, but uh, maybe maybe that's us being a bit... Critical of yeah, something that like, people how do clearly how, enjoy. How dare you put deeper themes in your film? You know, people don't want to see that shit. Um our church is about love and spaceships <laughs> and beep boop see see if that was like all that was like going on i think it would have been brilliant but it's mm. not it's like we have to care about like eight different plot threads and it's like mm. no one can do There's that in the no, span you can't of two keep hours. it straight in your head exactly look dune's a big film dune's fucking ambitious and and mm. has a lot going for it but it's like focused it has like a drive like you follow one perspective mm. you, you know? need somebody to be an audience proxy essentially and paul is is the audience proxy yeah exactly you need somebody to 
to be in the Eternals. That's what they could have done with Kit Harrington. Kit Harrington's like, oh, bloody hell, my girlfriend's an Eternal. Oh, bloody hell, there's loads of other Eternals as well. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? That would have made for a bit more of a grounded, understandable film. Absolutely. It just wasn't the film that, that Chloe Zhao made. I know. Which is, which, I mean, you know, it's her choice. She's, Christ knows she's doing well for herself. Yeah, I, 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 <laughs> I think she'll be fat. I don't think we need to feel too bad for her. Um, I think she'll be, you know, I'm sure she, I'm sure she'll she'll come out with another masterpiece uh, before long, yeah. you know. Um, but yeah, I think I'm um, actually out of notes. I think I'm out of notes. Yeah, that philosophy thing was my last note. Um, we didn't like this film very much. No, which is a shame because... Mm. I like yeah, liking such potential. films. Uh, yeah, I like liking films too. Um, have we got some shilling to do? And then we'll talk about what we're doing next week. Well, I was going to give a wee closing statement. Oh, yes, that's a good idea. Uh, this film was bad, and I've explained why. Thank you. Mm. Yep, this film wasn't so great. Too many plot threads and too many characters. Trim it down, Yeah. and I think it'll be much more engaging. Much Not relatable, but... Bloated. People like seeing a, a relatable core to something. Yeah. Like, it's all well and good to say, oh, no, we're eternal gods, and one of us is the dashingly handsome Richard Madden. Yeah. But then if you have a core of, oh, Richard Madden's having an affair, way, then that becomes something that people understand, and that's something you can base a story around. So Exactly. Yeah, not a big fan of this film. Yeah, it, was, it, was, it was very bloated, very bloated. Um, <laughs> but there you go. Um... <sighs> feel a bit deflated now should we uh should we do oh, some no. shilling <laughs> yes uh we all have link trees uh lewis's link tree is linktr.ee slash lewis underscore brindley mine's is slash ohiram and the podcast is slash shouting into the void there you will find our socials our instagram our facebook our uh youtube go give us a like go give us a subscribe leave a wee cheeky comment if you're feeling cheeky and uh yeah have a good time yeah, have a good try. Treat yourself. Treat yourself. To commenting on our YouTube. <laughs> yeah. Uh, or whatever you might be doing. Um, I've got a joke for you, Dan. Are you ready? Because you said you're feeling deflated. I'm quite proud of this one. Okay. Why is childbirth difficult? No, fuck. I fucked it up. Hang on. Okay. Um, Was that the joke? Why is delivering children difficult? I don't know. Because sometimes the mother won't sign for it. Wait! quite good oh. that actually got a laugh out of chloe i thought that one was quite good if i made it worse oh no <laughs> wait chloe's there no no i told her this joke the other day when oh, i came up with it thank god i thought she was gonna hear all this shit i talk about her um <laughs> i just imagine chloe coming in now from the side just like <laughs> fuck you danny no um yeah it was okay uh yeah so um we have a, we have a paypal, we have a PayPal donate button uh anything you can spare anything at all would be greatly appreciated um we also have patreon and we want to take the opportunities we do every week to thank our wonderful wonderful patrons uh chloe thank you darius thank you peter thank you aditya thank you natalie thank you and dookie Thank you, what at all. You make the podcast possible, and you enable me with your funds to come up with sizably spectacular jokes, such as the one I just told. Um, so if you would like me to come up with more terrible jokes, please continue your funding process. Yes. And uh, Oh no, I've just had an email. All of our patrons have immediately closed. <laughs> they got no money. None. 
Uh, yeah, no, but thanks so much, guys. Really yes, thank appreciate you very it. much. You do it, you enable us to make the podcast possible, and that's what we love to do. So thank you. Yeah. Um, we also have merch on Teespring and Redbubble. Christmas is just around the corner. Uh, get yourself a tote bag, a jumper, a sticker, uh, uh, socks, a t-shirt. Yes. Uh, lots and lots of stuff. A mug. Get yourself something nice for Christmas for that special someone or special someones, whoever you like, or even yourself. Treat yourself. Yeah, treat yourself at Christmas time. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, last but certainly not least, we are partnered with an amazing company called Number 12 Crochet Avenue, and Lewis is going to say some wonderful things about them, all of which are true. Indeed I am. Number 12 Crochet Avenue is a wonderful company, run by my wonderful wife, and they are doing all sorts of wonderful things over there. Uh, And if you would like to go and check out all the wonderful things to do with crochet that they're doing over there, you can go and check it out. Go and give them a cheeky follow on Instagram at number 12 Crochet Avenue. Cheeky follow and a like and all the rest of it, and you'll go, well, hey, that was dead good. So do that. (laughs) Yes, absolutely. Well... Um, yes, I think that's the end of the shilling. It's now time to announce what we're doing next week. Yes, it is. Are you ready, Lewis? I'm born ready. Last night in Soho. Hey, it's in Soho and it was last night. Edgar Wright. Edgar Wright's made another film. It's going to be good, because Edgar Wright's really good, isn't he? He is. Um, so let's have a watch. Whose else is in it? It's Anya Taylor-Joy, Matt Smith, um, uh, the girl from Jojo Rabbit. Yeah. Um, I can't think of anybody else. I'm sure other people are in it, but I haven't seen it yet. So sure, a couple it, are, yeah. I'm sure it'll be good. I'm, I'm certain it will be. Um, have you seen it yet? I haven't seen it. One job, Dan. Well, have you seen it? No. Well, shut the fuck up, then. <laughs> I alright, you. Um... Have you ever seen That's enough out of you. Have you ever seen that video? No. It's this it's this uh, guy uh, a counter in Glasgow and this mm. guy uh, is wearing a mask and says to him in this exact voice he's like Excuse me, social distance please And this like guy's like absolutely perplexed. Like just like it's not a weird thing to say to someone, but like it's just in the tone and the way the guy looked and this guy's just like I you right, you like that, <laughs> as if to say, I, 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 you calm down, you calm down, big man. Um, this is something I haven't ever seen. It just sounds like a very pedestrian encounter. I have to say, I'll give you another Remember one. Social distancing, please. I all right. <laughs> yeah, but it's more like the the tone of it is like, eh, social distance, please. And the guy's so surprised. He's like, I you right, you like that. Um. <laughs> I'll give you another one that's straight out of fucking GTA, right? So uh, okay. there's this, I think I may have told you this, but uh, there's this <laughs> woman on a bus and um, she's she's getting ready to, to leave and uh, the mm. bus pulls over and uh, the woman's like, eh, right, thank you, bye driver. And the driver's <laughs> like, bye. He's like, bye. 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 And she walks. She walks off, just shouting bye, like in a high I think, I think you have shown me that one in real life. It is very funny. That is straight out of GTA. That is like a random encounter on GTA. I'm afraid. Um, bye, bye. Right. I think we we started talking about GTA now. I think we've finished the podcast. Yeah, I think we have. Uh, so yeah, join us next week for Last Night in Soho. Yes. Um, Thank you very much for listening. Uh, it means the world. Do a cheeky extra listen if you feel like it. Or recommend us to a friend. I'd like that very much. Yes, absolutely. Um, <laughs> bye!
Bye. Bye, bye, bye. Bye, bye, bye. Thank you very much for listening. Bye. Bye.